0: Coming to from the world of AV programming and control with James King. I'm Steve Greenblatt, and this is Ask the Programmer. James, I'm ready for another exciting episode with you.
1: Oh yeah, this is going to be a great topic, Steve, and always enjoy having our discussion.
0: And uh, we're we're uh, we're really starting to build up ahead of steam here. And what's nice is that as we go um, and and as we we've been talking more, we're realizing more topics that we could add to our list and. Uh, also, it's great when we're getting feedback and being able to pull first from some relevant conversations too, as we've done uh, in, in some of the recent shows. Um, this one today that we want to talk about is one that I find probably to be a programmer's biggest asset, quite honestly. I, I, I can't tell you how valuable it is to be able to do proper testing and troubleshooting. Uh, you know, Writing code is one thing, and, and it, it's, uh, ne- nobody's code is ever perfect. And especially in the world of AV, where everything is kind of fluid, uh, the, the key where the programmer really earns their money, I believe, is being able to do the proper debugging and also help others to bring a system together because programming is, as we've talked about in the past, is really at the heart of an AV system. Um, What are some of the uh, words of advice that you can share with regard to uh, testing and and troubleshooting? Um, I I should mention too, um, Eric Bernhardt uh, had left us a comment about um, in, in the past, you had made a statement about taking responsibility. So I think that that's probably a good, good place to start.
1: Yeah, it definitely. It, programming. is almost like network. Everyone's going to point at it. It's always the programmer's fault or it's always the network's fault. And most of the time it's not, but we need to, we need to prove it's not, it's not, we can't just sit there and go, no, it's not our problem. Cause theoretically it could be, like you said, we all have bugs in our code. I I know I sure do. Um, So we got to be able to understand the connections and be able to troubleshoot to see what's going on to actually either roll out our code or be able to fix our code. So if you can't properly troubleshoot, which I actually think troubleshooting is a lost art now. If you can't proper troubleshoot, you are almost throwing the baby out with the bathwater as you try to fix the problem.
0: Yeah. I, I want you to elaborate on that a little bit too, with regard to the lost art. But, but before we do, one of the things that I'll, I'll, I'll just share is that, you know, where we, when we talk about testing and troubleshooting, we're also looking at all the things that touch programming, which I'm sure everybody that is a programmer listening to us can, can, is well aware because when, as you mentioned, when you press a button and it doesn't do what you expect, how many things could be the cause of that? And many of them are outside of the actual code.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, network could be down, RS-232 cable could be wired wrong or unplugged, things like that. Um, but yeah, the going back to the art of troubleshooting is It's one of those things where with modern technology of how quick things are now, especially in the PC, IT world, people don't troubleshoot issues with computers anymore. If a computer is a problem, they re-image it. It's done. They move on. Which, yeah, the problems are gone. They're moving on. But they don't add that quiver. They're, you know, a little tool with the tidbit they learn to fixing that problem. And I think that's where the loss art is. I know there's many good pro AV people who are probably same way as me, especially in higher ed, is I can walk into a classroom, like a faculty member calls, say, hey, something's not working. I can walk in that classroom. And before I get to that podium, I'm 99% sure what the problem is. I don't, I'm already like, I've already looked at the projector, already see the satellite, the projector already know what they're trying to do. And by what they're telling me, even it could be completely wrong information. Even the wrong information is telling me something that they're trying to do. And I can almost guarantee what the problem is and have it fixed in minutes, if not seconds before I even get to the podium, which is great. Um, I seen too many people now. They walk in, and the first thing they want to do is reboot the system. But yeah, okay, that solves it. But you don't know what caused the issue. It could be an underlying issue that we need to address in our code. I, I had an issue. I had. I still don't know what the bug is, but I had it was coming up frequently enough in our deployment, but I could never replicate it in a test environment to see what the bug was, but the new keypads we use probably every six. And again, it happened randomly like every six months. It's not like something that happens frequently, but we had enough of these rolled out where the keypad lights start going crazy. And so the system was cycling through inputs and just acting like every button was being pushed. So I actually had to break my code to say don't do this when this is happening, hmm. and so that we didn't lose functionality. I still don't know what was causing that because I couldn't replicate. It. I ran so many tests in my environment for different environments. I could never replicate the issues, but I've seen the issue happen in person. So I, had, I, I think it was I had to do something with the string coming back in the system reading the, ASCII characters where they were getting. Cut off. So my code was seeing some strings, but not others. Uh, but I couldn't find out what was causing that to happen. Um, but be able to troubleshoot to know that. It's a, many people nowadays just want to turn the system off and turn back on, be like, okay, it works and walk away. Sometimes they don't even do that. They just like say, oh, the computer is not displaying. They go and swap the computer and walk away. They never turn it on to make sure it works that art is gone. And I just think it's the modern time. And unfortunately, a long-winded answer to what you ask.
0: <laughs> no, I think that's a, I mean, very well said and very great examples. And I, I, I uh, one, one thing that comes to mind for me, kind of going back to one of our old conversations is what you're discussing and what what you're saying too is a is really a function of the configuration solutions because in configuration everybody just expects everything to work versus programming where it's a lot more granular and and it's a lot more nuts and bolts and you're you're really piecing things together and you and you presume that something isn't working. Let me go and see what. What it could be, whereas configuration, everybody, it's kind of like a black and white thing. It either works or it doesn't work. And they, one of the the problems with configuration, although there's a lot of merits to it, is that there isn't a, a real lot of tools that you can use when some or, or or capabilities to be able to get in under the hood if something isn't working. Uh, you you almost have to call the manufacturer or you have to. You 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 there really isn't a lot that you can, can can also improvise too, which which is kind of scary. So it's just something to you know we we've talked about programming versus configuration before, and it's and and while there's a lot of merit to configuration, it this is one area that can uh, that 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 really has a. Um, some, I would say, shortcomings because of it, your inability to, to, to kind of dig in and, and, and see what's going on.
1: I agree. Um, I, that's one thing I really like about being a programmer and even with the custom programming uh configuring is knowing exactly every step that the system is supposed to go through knowing that when I press this button, it's hitting this line of code, and this is firing. Where a configurator, you may not know every single line that's hitting. Um, And there could be a bug in that driver or that module. But like you said, you can't get under that hood to rule it out and saying, okay, this is the problem, or it could be a cabling issue, or it could be another issue. That's why we got to be able to troubleshoot and know more than just coding, but we also have to know how to wire up a system and know networking, to know that the equipment is talking to each other.
0: I, I think that 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 art is just so critical, and and that's something I. Think has become tribal knowledge in, in AV. You, you almost have to work alongside of somebody to understand how to diagnose the problems. And and everybody, I I, I would say, you build your own knowledge database. Uh, I don't know a better word for it, but you you uh, every experience situation you encounter every time you're in the field, every uh, you, you 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 remember. And and it's it's amazing how the more painful ones you remember even better. Um, how how to, all the things that to consider if something isn't working. Um, I, I don't know that that's something that can really be easily learned any other way. But one of the tips that I would share, and I, I believe that others would, would also validate, is that you really have to eliminate variables and only change one thing at a time when you're testing. Because when you change more than one thing, you don't know what that thing, which of the things that you changed actually may be contributing to either the problem or the solution.
1: Hundred percent, and that's the one thing that drives me up the wall when I'm troubleshooting. Even if I'm troubleshooting remotely with a tech, I'll be, I'll tell them, be like, I'm a big component, one thing at a time. So I'll tell them, do this. And now I get a response back. Well, I did this, this, and this. I'm like, no, go to one thing. Like, let's get one thing working. And because we don't know what the issue is. We don't know where the problem is. And when you throw so many variables at, it, it's like throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what stick. Great. You find, them, you might get the problem going. You may not. You, you're spending more time. I'd rather be methodical and rule out this and rule that out instead of shock gun, uh, gun blasting it and trying to get it up and running
0: i i really liked your your thought too about how every, everybody just goes to the reboot because that's that that one kills me you know it, it that you're not fixing anything all you're doing is making the problem go away temporarily likely it's going to come back and uh and and it's probably going to be worse the next time we're maybe at a, a less opportune time um, as we wrap up any um, tips that you can share aside from what we've discussed or anything that you would want the audience to um, give us any comments about from today's show
1: i would love to hear um how our audience handled troubleshooting uh because i think it's is a lost art and like you said it's tribal knowledge But i kind of equate to it, it's an arrow in your quiver, uh, being able to know, okay, this has happened before. Like example, I had that today. I had I got an email from a from person who was like, this is not working. And I knew right away, it was due to a generator test of the system, of the building, which then causes a little hiccup in the system, which I'm working out in my code. So that doesn't happen. But in the meantime, I was like, all right, I'm going to reboot this remotely. You'll be good in one minute. Like, I didn't have to spend that time troubleshooting because I already done it. I already had that arrow. I already put it. He was up and running. So definitely build your knowledge. Build your uh, quiver of arrows to having your tool belt to uh, address these issues. Don't just go to the Band-Aids and the reboot or the reimage get your hands dirty and figure them out.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll just say, I mean, that's that's great advice. And the thing that I'm curious to hear is, does anybody use a, another person to test their code for them or or be the, that person who is like almost quality control? Do you have that luxury or is that something that you think can be effective? I'd be curious to hear what people would would say about that. Cause it's something that I, I feel could be very valuable some people spend too little time testing their code and some people spend way too much time testing their code. And uh, there, there may be some value in that. Um, James, how can people reach you and uh, hear what you're up to and um, give you any feedback from, from our discussion?
1: Sure, you can uh, reach me out on Twitter at AV underscore James King. I'm on l- LinkedIn, James King. I am involved with Hepma. I write for the Higher Ed Digital Magazine, the IT and AV column. And besides this weekly podcast, I'm also a weekly member of the AV Life. So check that out as well.
0: And we, we recently recorded a, a show there that was a lot of fun. And that's uh, a, a good show to uh, to mention, especially if you want to keep track of the AV community because there's a, a, lot, of, uh, a lot, lot of interesting perspectives there. Um, for me, you could reach me on social media at Steve Greenblatt. I'm most active on uh, LinkedIn and also on Twitter. Um, please uh, share, us, share with us what you think. Um, we, we definitely want to keep these conversations going, and we're also looking for new input, feedback, uh, thoughts for future episodes. Um, all you can find us, as you may know, on Apple, Google, uh, podcasts, as well as on YouTube. And, uh, uh, we check all of those for comments. So please, uh, leave them and we'll be glad to give you a shout out on a future episode. Uh, that's what we have for today. And this has been Ask the Programmer.